arrive, not knowing how I'm going to love, arrive, not knowing how I am this time, I've never known a better man than you in this abandonment. Hello, welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. And today, we are talking about what your duty is. It is your duty to feel good. You must feel good. So this is not something that you're required to buy or that you can't achieve through will alone qualify on that. Unless, of course, you're right now being hunted by a killer. And if you are, you probably shouldn't listen to this and you should attend to that. But unless you're being chased actively or somebody's actively trying to murder you, it's your solemn duty to feel good, right? Barring, like, massive, painful injury. Emotional pain? Not allowed. Of course, it happens from time to time, but it's bad for you. It's bad for your entire cellular structure to get irate or to get violently angry. It's your solemn duty to feel good all the time. But there's really only one destination. And it's the mind behind the thoughts. It's the mind housing the thoughts. Empty. To think on its own with its own intention, but not by some unconscious process of thought the person who they are when their thoughts cease and they just feel good. There are so few moments in most people's lives of that, of just feeling good. It's a momentary thing for so many people. Well, think that actually... The, the way they feel now, which is not particularly good, is normal. No, no, no. It's abnormal to not feel good. If you feel good, then you will be a good person. If you feel bad, you'll be a bad person. That pretty much sums up all of Western philosophy. Like, they were really racking their brains trying to figure out what morality was. Well, there it is. You can't be a good guy when you don't feel good. You can't be a good woman when you don't feel good. You can't be a good anything when you don't feel good. So it's the source of all your action. So why would not be 100% required to feel good? Now, given that's true, it can't be true that 
not only are you required to feel good, but feeling good requires something other than something you do with your mind. Oppressive, if there was some kind of universal I mean, rule in the universe that you must feel good, but yet there's no tools for you to achieve that unless you go and achieve a certain state of affairs for yourself and your family, some edifice, some imagined happiness state, some goal. But unless you achieve that, then you will forever be halfway happy, not all the way happy. Like you're fine, but you're not elated. And really, we're trying to, the idea is that you should be elated. You can be, you shouldn't be super elated. Then people think you're a goddamn madman. But if you're just elated to a certain level, I feel like if you, if you've ever tried MDMA, it's like that level. That level's achievable. And it's a diminishing return on the drug. So it's, it's something that it, it's there to show you that it exists in the mind independent of any state of affairs around you, save the one of being hunted down and murdered, which most people aren't under the threat of. So given that 99.999% of your life is not threatened in that way. Does it make any sense that that threatened feeling carries over into the other part of life where it's not relevant and where it's actually detrimental to action and decision-making and intelligence? Because what's happening is we're treating problems like they are problems that are akin to being killed. Of course, it's not that big of a deal, but it's still a big deal, and it shouldn't be. Your worldly problems should not be the thing that determines whether you're feeling good or not. If you tie those two together and you say to yourself, well, I'm not going to let myself be happy until I have achieved X, Y, Z in my career and you consider that to be motivation for you to achieve something more. The problem with that is that over the course of the time that it's serving as the fuel for your goal accomplishment, you've been poisoning the earth with your disrespect, with your impatience, with your overall egoistic acting out in every situation kind of like you're you're like something's wrong with you very wrong with you so given the way you act under this duress of trying to get yourself to feel good and then what happens is when you achieve the goal you realize that it it wasn't the answer because you still feel the same you still don't feel good you have all this money now. That's good. You're successful. That's good. But you don't feel good. Well, that kind of takes away the whole fucking thing. 
you can't feel good, then you're just you're hating it. It doesn't matter how much money you have. So we're trying to figure out how to create a bliss state, a feeling good state without having to have anything in your life working out like financially or with love or whatever. Like your life is not the ideal life for yourself. If you, I mean, it never is, but even in the midst of that, you should be elated. Now the question is how, how does the mind, well, that's what the intention of this, lecture is about is it's the first belief that you have to get into your head and you can just repeat this to yourself is that I have a duty to feel good. It's my solemn duty on this planet to feel good. If we just require that of every single person, capitalism would probably collapse um, there would be such a different world under those conditions. If, if everybody in the world actually felt good, there wouldn't be all these mass shootings. There wouldn't be just this violence everywhere. There wouldn't be the drug problem. We've taught ourselves to, that feeling good is a temporary thing that happens like on our birthdays when we blow out the candles. Once a year. And then we're just poisonous demon creatures for the rest of the time. Because guess what? As nice as you think you are, if you're not somebody who's walking around like they're tripping on MDMA right now, you're poisoning the planet. You are. You're poisoning the people. You're poisoning the other gods in skin clothing that you're interacting with. You're an agent of the dark man. The man with the cowboy boots in uh, Stephen King. (laughs) But you know what I'm talking about. You're an agent of darkness if you're acting with unhappiness in your heart. You're an agent of evil when you're acting with unhappiness in your heart. So that's the first level here, the duty. It's your duty to feel good. You must feel good. Okay. Now you have to understand what actually makes you feel good. It's not what you do. It's not doing anything. It's something you do with your mind. Now close your eyes. Now open your eye into your mind. Turn your eyeballs back inward at your mind. What do you see? 
Do you hear that little rum, rum, rum of thought that never stops, that always has something to say or to remember? That's your ego. It's a really cheap, shorthand replica of yourself. And it's been running you for most of your life. It's the one that you think knows what's up. It's the one that's been calculating and scheming to achieve happiness when within the small circle of the ego there is no happiness the ego is pure misery the ego is a recipe for misery and the ironic thing is is that in the mind of the ego happiness is this great thing that's being pursued it's ironic because they're just misidentifying the source of the happiness. And the source of the happiness would be to scrap the ego. So given that this thought process that occurs in front of your mind, in the back of your mind, like no matter what you're doing, and given how negative it is, it's got to be shut down got to be shut down. Now, actually, that was just to wake you up. Clap them away. Go like this. Every time you hear that, that should disperse the thoughts in your mind, the bullshit thoughts. And that's what this whole training exercise was about with the Nats. I understand now. I understand. Thank you, my teacher. But now I'll kill you, Nats. Boom. Now, that should disperse the thought waves that are causing a lack of joy. It's a setting. Okay? It's a setting. First, the mind. Let it disperse the mind. Let it disperse the mind. Sometimes I think that these gnats, like they're asking for their death. <laughs> By coming in my face. Wow, that sounds bad. <laughs> okay, but here we are. So it's a setting. There's something, there's a setting in the brain Turn off that ego part of your brain. 
fine, man. You just have to go back to duty. You're like, oh, I'm going to forget this. And then I'm just going to go right back into it. And that's what happens. You forget. And then you slide back into the ego thinking. And then you become unhappy. It, and it changes your whole breathing pattern. It changes your whole way of walking, your whole way of thinking. And it decreases your intelligence so low that your brain atrophies under the ego. After a while, you're gone. You just get killed with your body. Like, not only does your body die, but your soul dies too. Now, we've always thought that the soul could live on beyond the body. I was never one of those people. I think you need to keep this body going if you want to keep this particular soul going. Because your soul will just be absorbed into the collective if you are truly dispersed. And that's fine too. There's a certain bliss in that. And I'm sure it's much more blissful. But if you can achieve the bliss of the infinite just walking around by just removing this unnecessary fixture that's been implanted in our brain, such as the ego. And we see it there. It's like, it's, it's all of our petty, petty goals. It's all of our money grubbing. It's all of our Envy, fear, anger about everything. And it's recycled. And it's aging us. It's like I'm removing essentially like a, a tumor. The ego is a tumor. And it's a tumor that is slow growing and it eventually eats the patient. It eats your God likeness so that you are no longer recognizable as a god and you end up being absorbed into the the material that you've inhabited so the the hell for the gods who have descended here is to die with the body now of course there are those who even though you die with the body and it doesn't matter on a certain level if you do die with the body because guess what? We have parallel universes where you didn't die. Millions of them. So you can never really escape through death. But this particular universe has you. And Yes, you will be inhabiting another one if you get killed in this one. But think about the fallout if you do get killed in this one. The stakes are high. Because you're going to have at least a few parallel universes, maybe hundreds of utter misery. And those start to affect you through nightmares. Because that's when all your parallel universe selves connect up in the dream world. 
So you can't be blase about death and be like, well, I'll wake up in a parallel universe. You're affecting a whole entire universe by your death. So it's 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 important that you do your best in the universe that you're in and realize this crucial fact about your duty to feel good as soon as possible and teach it to your kids as soon as possible because there's just no there can never be a time when people you can't walk around for more than a few seconds and even that's dangerous of feeling bad because all it takes is a few seconds to do something that fucks up your whole life reinforces the the cancer, the tumor of the ego. Every time you act in a way that is egoistic, is scared, is paranoid, is violent, you are solidifying, you're increasing that tumor of the ego, which eventually swallows you. So, disperse the thought. You just do that throughout the day. Disperse it. And what do you get? There it is. There's the bliss. Nothing else. Just make sure that ego is not allowed to collect itself. Boom. It's gone. Boom. It's gone. Now you can do that in your mind too. You can just say to yourself, boom. It's gone. Boom. It's gone. And then start to feel the good feelings that your natural body creates. But you're keeping a seal of ego around it and not letting it out and and not letting yourself feel good. So what is it? How's your ego doing? Is it there in the background generating a field covering up your natural state of bliss? Can you isolate it in your mind and disperse it? It's a shadow. It's a shadow self leading to a shadow realm. There are multiple universes of hell. can just turn that thing off. Kill it. Kill your ego with a clap. Your ego is a gnat compared to how big you are. <laughs>